welcome to the Two C's and a Pod podcast, presented by the saxophone of love. Hear it in the background. You know it's true. It was me playing it. It was. Chris is now uh, decrescendoing. Or is that what is it? What? I, I have been so far out of music. Crescendo is going louder. Crescendo, yeah. Is it decrescendo? <laughs> like, You're asking it's, the wrong it's, person, man. So I, I You're used, the band guy. Used to be a music major, and now, guess I what? I just know, like, just don't remember nothing. seven chords on a guitar, and that's about it. Seven chords? Well, that's all you need to know is G, C, and D. Yeah. That's it. And then E minor. G, C, D, E minor. Yeah. F. B minor and B. A lot of A and D yesterday. Okay. And when I was playing for Heart to Herald Angels Singing. Angels we have heard on high. We are two weeks away from Christmas. It is. Two Two weeks. Two weeks. Man, this year has gone. It's flown by. Last year, we were sitting in the office and we really didn't know each other. Mm Mm-mm. We were were closer because we went went to the... Uh, convention? Yeah, I don't think like I've never felt like awkward around you. Felt like we've no. been pretty. Yeah. So no, I've never been like. Oh, and and, and now we're just best friends. Best friends. Just doing all the things. Together. All the things together. <laughs> just all the things. So, I I have a topic. Not a, not a specifically religious topic, but topic. I was I was sitting and reflecting last night while scrolling through Facebook, uh, because that's what you do on the Sunday evening, um, and. I noticed this influx of Grinch costumes at everything. Yeah. Why do you think we as a culture are now infatuated with the Grinch? I don't really know. Because the Grinch story is a story of redemption. Yeah. Uh-huh. A story of a heart change. Heart change. Right. Uh, so this this story goes but every time you see the grinch it's like oh no it's the grinch right but we don't it's, forget it, the end of that story yeah but when when we're when we're seeing the grinch out in public yeah uh, uh it's the grinch and and the grinch acts like he's going to destroy christmas when we see him out in public right right we don't have the heart changed grinch yeah right we we have the jerky grinch right mhm and so now our culture has started. You'll see Santa Claus and uh, Mrs. Claus, mm-hmm. which in itself would would denote a whole podcast of hearing what I have to say about that. But we're focused on the Grinch, okay? <laughs> and and you have the Grinch behind them <clears throat> destroying Christmas. Yeah. So why do you think our culture is now infatuated with the Grinch? Um. Are we? Do we? Is it just how we, our culture now views things? Because are we just like a very cynical people? A lot, very like, we, we came, like this, our generation, the next generation, we're kind of cynical about everything. Yeah, overall, I feel like. Like everything's garbage. Everything's awful. 2020 was the worst. And like, can it get any worse? Probably. Well, think, think about our generation. Right. We, we've went through how, what? At this point, six, like, like yeah, crazy like, things, like, um, world changing, history changing events, <laughs> and we had nine eleven. We had, but even the generations before us, we can't forget about them. They right. went through those things too. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the Iraq War, the the um, in the nine, early nineties, and the nine eleven, and then then the war on terror forever, 
that, that you know, and then we, it, it, you know, all the school shootings. Yeah, we've seen bombings. a lot of those. Uh, the the um, then COVID just kind of like a that's it. That was that's like that was really world altering. Like right. we're still gonna feel those effects for years, right? For a long time. Um, and then you know, we always just you know, that's like the joke is like. Like, what can surprise us, right? So, is I don't know. I don't know why the Grinch is so... I really... I can't answer it other than the fact that it, maybe we just are drawn to... Nothing's that good. So, I don't so know. Might, might, as, might as well ruin Christmas by the Grinch, right? Right. Maybe people, maybe people uh, are like, I don't like Christmas. And the Grinch... I, I don't know. You know, maybe... I really have no answer because I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's a good, good question though. But maybe they just don't like Christmas or like, ah, ruining Christmas. Because a lot of people talk about like, how many people are, get stressed out over Christmas? Right, I do. Like family, family gatherings, families uh, coming, we, shopping. I've got to have presents for this person, this right. person, this person, this person. Where's the money coming from? Right. right. And maybe if the Grinch just come in and destroy it, then I won't have to be have to worry about <laughs> have to worry about it, right? Uh, oh, your presents were destroyed by the Grinch. I am so sorry. sorry. <laughs> or because you, you forgot one, you're like, oh, the oh, Grinch no. stole it. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I really don't know. That would, um, yeah, but maybe it, it is a, but maybe I think you could use that. Maybe that's a good opportunity to talk about. Okay, there's the Grinch. You're obviously like all, like he's destroying Christmas. But have you all watched the end of that story, the the, the redemption arc? Because every story can point us, well, not every story, but every there's there's the. Hang on, it sounds like you want to do a movie. Yeah. Sermon. Series. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Every every story, you know. <laughs> Next up, uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars sermon series. Um, uh, I so. think I think part of it too is the fact that um, I think what you're saying has has some weight, but it also shows our sinfulness too. Mm-hmm. That the Grinch was living out his sinfulness, mm-hmm. and. We as a culture have became increasingly okay with that. Yeah, I think through media and and what have you that we're we're becoming natural to the sin. Yeah, it doesn't bother us as much. Right. When we when we hear somebody died on the news, it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the increasing I don't I guess it's not maybe not sinfulness maybe it's just apathy. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're becoming apathetic to yeah. to things that. We, we don't need to be apathetic to. Right. Um, and so the Grinch kind of brings out a little bit in that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you said, it, sometimes it sucks. Christmas sucks. We're hurting. We've lost yeah. family members throughout the years. You know, those types of things. So you kind of feel like a Grinch. Right. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which it used to be Bah Humbug. Was it Scrooge? Yeah, 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 Scrooge. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you never saw Scrooge behind Santa. But I'm thinking the Grinch is growing in popularity. Well, I think probably because because you can because they're, I know like Scrooge is a made up character. I know, but he, he's still in a sense realistic in the fact that like that whole story of the Christmas Carol. It's like he's a businessman, right? Who's concerned. So you got like Grinch versus Santa Claus, which are two. Spoiler alert: If your kids are listening to this, you may want to turn this off. <laughs> you know, if you're into that, spoiler alert: You know, Santa's not real. Right, right. We gave you enough. If 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 you're at this point, your child's screaming and pain and crying. Sorry, uh, I think I think 
it was your fault. <laughs> Love you. Um, but anyway, we're we're available for counseling. Yeah. So you yeah, like <laughs> spoiler you know alert yeah anyway so you get Christmas uh, Santa sorry I can't think Santa is a make believe character like in 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 Grinch is a make believe so maybe you you can kind of take those two you know and kind of mix them around. You don't see Scrooge sitting in the back. Well, you may, but you don't see people dressed up as Scrooge. Right. But, but, I think, but there's a lot of people who act like Scrooge. Right. But man, I love A Christmas Carol. That's a really good... It's me, good it's redemptive. Really, you know, it, very, very good redemptive. It's, uh, it, remind me, Christmas Carol is... It, that's not the one, The Ghost of Christmas Past. Yes. That is the one. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, see, my favorite was the Mickey Mouse one. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, Muppets is like one of the best. The Muppets. I haven't watched that forever. The Muppets one is really good because it has uh, Michael M- Michael Caine. I can't say it. Like, how Michael Caine uh, is uh, is Scrooge. I like um, and I, it's it's a, some of the times a little inappropriate, a little crude. But uh, have you seen the one with Bill Murray Scrooged? Uh huh. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Yeah, that one's I saw that a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, there, there was uh, one that just came out recently. Uh, talk about Christmas movies called The Christmas Chronicles. Yes, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, I like that one. Are oh, the so, Chronicles or is that on Netflix? The one with um... Homeboy looks good looking. Yeah, dude. yeah. I think uh, that's Netflix, isn't it? I don't know. Either way, it's on something. I thought it was on Disney, but it might be. If it's on Netflix, it, it was really good. I didn't get to see the ending. Yeah. Um, because we Courtney and I had to go do something. Or another. I don't know. Oh, we had to go pick up Aiden from his dance. And so... Okay. Um, we missed the ending, but... What's his name? I can't remember his name. No, we have Google available. I know, but... Sometimes I try to think of it on my own before I go to Google. Way to go. You, you don't show a reliance on technology like I do. Kurt Russell? No, that's, that's it. Oh, that was right. Yeah, Kurt good. Look I got you. it. I got it before. You did. Good job. Kurt Russell. I do like that. That was that's a good. That's a nice. That's a and good and so thinking of the Grinch, and and now we have the movie when or the TV show Wednesday out, mm-hmm. which is a really good TV show. But even back when Adam's Family and Black and White, mm-hmm. they were these weird characters, and they were always focused around death. Yeah, and mm-hmm. like the like not necessarily like straight up evil, right? But they were like. Playful with the evil. Yes, right. Yeah, playful um, with death, and you know, you know right. right. The the hand, the hand thing. thing. Yeah. And, um. What was the bald guy's? What's his name? The bald Uncle guy. Fester. Uncle Fester. I the one I always watched. I didn't watch the TV show. I watched the movie a lot. Yeah. I had Christopher Lloyd as uh, Fester. He Christina he wasn't Ritchie. he wasn't actually Fester. Uh huh. In that movie, he he was a guy who played Fester because he looked like Fester. Okay, I and they were and they about and they that. were trying to they're trying to steal the uh, Adams estate. Oh, I, dude, I completely. I, it's probably literally been twenty something years. The only reason I know that is because I watched it just a couple watched weeks it. ago. Nice, <laughs> nice. But even with that, even with Wednesday, mm-hmm. that that was part of it. You know, she's evil. She she likes to kill people and hurt people. And, right, and like. We're okay with that, right? You know, um, I don't know, I, and I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say this to sound hypocritical. Like I enjoyed Wednesday on Netflix. There was a couple, you know, uh, wokeness trying to shove stuff down your throat, but, right? Um, it wasn't as bad as some other shows, mm-hmm. um, but really, well, yeah. Like so, there's something about, and I think all of us, 
Maybe it's because it's reality, part of it too. So for me, like if I watch something that's a little bit darker or very dark, I, you know, if you watch like Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, you kind of see like, this is like reality of what the world looks like. Um, but like, you, you kind of look at it and you see you're watching characters go through like legitimate, again, brought upon themselves. Like it, to me, I like that show because it shows the reality that you've got this high school chemistry teacher that, um, is getting cancer, can't provide for his family. And again, he makes some very terrible decisions and like, he is very prideful, like in the beginning of that, because if he would have just done, you know, taken the help that he needed from somebody that cared about him, then we wouldn't be down this whole room and this road. But the, you see, like he said, Oh, I understand what he's doing. And like, I even have been a little bit sympathetic to him, but then by the end of the show, you're like, dude, that guy's awful. Like, but you like, Oh, that, that could be me. Right? I mean, you may not know I, I'm not that bad, but but we see it even... So let's kind of take this to more spiritual realm. We see that in our world today with um, popular pastors, with the celebrity preacher culture too. And again, not all, or all of them act this way, but you, when you put a guy on a pedestal and then you, you venerate them, like, you like uh... I love that guy. Like he's amazing. He's an amazing communicator of the word, or whatever it may be. <clears throat> and then the truth comes out, and they had an affair, or it gets even worse. Like they were, they just had multiple affairs. They were, they were, you know, they, they, sexual abuse. I mean, there's you go and you sit there and go, man, that's awful. I would never do that. And you have to stop and go, wait a minute. Without why Christ. would I not do that? Without Christ, right? Um, but even Christians can fall into right. sin, right? And, and and it's not just a a it's a slow thing. It's not like I don't think Ravi Zacharias. I don't know. I don't know Ravi Zacharias is 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 eternal rest in place right now. Um, did some really bad stuff. I, I don't know. But some of these guys, and that that's like the worst. That's a really bad example. We like seeing some other people that. You know, they, they, they did something. They had an affair, and they kind of fall off from that church, and they come back, you know, it's always a year, right? Well, you, we, we, can, we can go with Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, Mark Driscoll, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his sin was rooted in pride and in mm-hmm. um, a, a couple other things, but it, it was a slow process. Right. But that, that it's not something I think that he meant to, that's not what he meant to right. be. Right. But what happens is the... The attention, the 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 pressure to keep it up. I gotta I gotta be better, or I've gotta get more edgy at times, or right. I gotta I gotta control this because it's about me, and and it, so that's a turning into all. It becomes about you and you, but that that, that starts with any of us. It right. starts small. I don't think any of us intend to go down that route when we finish it. So it's a reality. So sometimes these stories, though they're a little dark. To me, as I watch them, I'm like that's that's reality. So sometimes, you know, it's not like a Disney uh, animated movie. You know, early ones. Some of them now are just pushing, like you said, agendas down your throat. But everything's just a fairy tale. Everything's gonna, you know, be wonderful, and, and everything's happy go lucky. Everything is wonder. And sometimes, you know, you're like that's not life, right? But then 
Um, you can't just always be in that too. There's got to be both things. That's mm-hmm. why, like you know, like some superhero movies or Star Wars, right? And you, you know, like I like that kind of stuff because you're seeing seeing good triumph evil. So that you know, that's a that's an intriguing story too. Because I can't watch something that's just straight. Like, have you ever watched uh, No Country for Old Men? Mm-hmm. That's really depressing. Like it, the whole movie, like at the end, and it's just like it ended very depressing. I was like, ugh. And it won Oscars. Yeah, like it was just like ugh. Like the guy, the the serial killer, gets away with it, and just nothing happens to him. I'm just like ugh. That wasn't that wasn't good. Yeah, I think I think there's got to be some redemptiveness, right? So I don't know. Maybe that's That's part of us. At least for me, is that root it in reality? Because I I think sometimes we can bet a roses Christianity a little bit. Oh, yeah. And again, I'm not excusing sin, but we can bet a rose of Christianity because we we're talking about this in my my class last night. The last two chapters of um, Knowing God by Packard. One of the chapters was um, talking about these inward trials, and that you have a cruel gospel if you are telling people that by being a Christian everything is going to work out, and then all your troubles will melt away That's by right. being a Christian. It's a cruel gospel because what happens when that doesn't? When that when the when the bad happens? Even when you didn't do anything wrong, even when you stood up for what is right, even when you lived for Christ, and it didn't get easier, it got worse. Well, take what we learned in the missionary moment yesterday. <clears throat> yes, because uh, I, 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 I kind of made that application too for yeah. for some of the stuff I was talking about uh, with the students. <clears throat> but you you take the what you saw in the missionary moment. These missionaries went to Ecuador, and what they didn't do? They died. They died. Right? It's, it's not a bed of roses. Mm, no. Just because you're following God and following His will for you uh, by making disciples and going to the nations doesn't mean earthliness, earthly endeavors will, will pan out for you. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're going to be health, wealth, and prosperity. Right. Prosperitous, was that the right word? Prosperous. Prosperous. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, what what it's going to mean is that God's going to get glory out of your life whether you live or die. Mm-hmm. It's just like Paul, when he's writing to the church of Philippi, as he's in jail or house arrest, mm-hmm. and he's making the claim, calling the church of Philippi to rejoice. Mm-hmm. I'm in jail. Rejoice right. that I'm in jail. That that Christ is going to get the glory whether I live or die. Mm-hmm. And we take that famous verse: "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." In the context, says I can be content with in that. What that is is that I can do all these things of being content with where I'm at right now right. through Christ. So not I can do. He is the strength in which you use the strength in not, this moment that I am sitting in right now. He's not enough. the situations around, surrounding right. you. So. The adequacy of God, which then, that, that was at the very last chapter, is that God is enough. Right. Christ is enough. Whatever I go through, Christ is enough. So if I go through whatever trials, whatever tribulations, whatever sufferings I go through, um, it's not indicative of a bad faith or a weak faith, though our faith can be weak. But And sometimes we do do some things that cause those things to happen, but Jesus is still enough even then. Right? His grace is sufficient even when we mess up, even when we don't do what's right, even when I'm prideful. Even when I'm uh, sinful, Jesus is enough, right? So um, that he's enough. He's adequate for these inward trials, and he's enough because that's the point. And as Packard kind of closes out, the whole book is to know God. Knowing God's enough. Yep. So know him, grow in him, rely upon him, trust him. So 
I think maybe that's why I, I think it's a really good opportunity if you can get people there to say, all right, so a lot of these things that we see in our culture is reality. So let's stop, um, you know, putting, make it all rainbows and sunshine about Christianity and talk about the reality of Christianity, the reality of a suffering savior who, savior who died for our sins, but rose from the dead. Yes, there's victory, there's hope, but that <coughs> hope is that I have him. And then ultimately I will be with him. He will conquer all death. Like the good guy wins. The, the, he's more than the superhero. God wins, right? So we like that kind of story. Evil is triumphed. It, 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 Satan is defeated. Sin is defeated. Sin is defeated. Uh, death is defeated. So all these things are defeated. Um, well, uh, you know, that's the reason I like to read uh, Christian biographies mm-hmm. of missionaries and, and those who came before us. You know, mm-hmm. you, you think about it. Robert Murray McShane, he, he died at 29 years old. And, and that man was godly. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Bunyan was placed in prison twice. Jonathan Edwards was uh, kicked out of his church as a pastor Mm -hmm. and uh, ended up dying when he got to Princeton. You've got um, Johnny Betty Stam that had a daughter that they ended up leaving in a hut and and then they were beheaded in China. You've got uh, uh, Hudson Taylor... Who, who lost uh, children and wives. You got Adoniram Judson, who lost uh, uh, two wives and, and a lot of children and mm-hmm. went through deep, dark depression. And he said, it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I, he, he was talking about the darkness, and he was like, I, I still know that God God is enough mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. Um, that's, that's why I like to read these things. Yes, there's redemptiveness in them. Mm-hmm. In these biographies, but there's also the realness of life yeah. that we sometimes miss. Yeah. And that redemption isn't promised until glorification. That's like right. you may have an awful, awful life, and I and I don't like that like to scare people off from Christianity. But I don't want to. I do. Well, right. I, I, I get, that's one yeah. of my. That's one of my first things I told somebody after they're being they're baptized. Yeah. I don't look at them and say, "Hey, man, everything's gonna be all right." That's but true, I'm right. like, I'm like, man, it's gonna get worse. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's gonna um, get worse, but let me let me come alongside of you and remind you to continue looking yeah. looking to Jesus. And there is joy. Like don't right. like, not, I don't want to make and, it sound like this depressed. Like and, there's a joy in following Christ. And right, that's that's the point of Philippians that the joy and rejoicing doesn't come in you, your worth, who you are, your situations running. Your joy comes in Christ. Right. So if we don't have our joy in Christ when when these things hit us, and I say this because I know. Uh, it's it's gonna suck. Yeah. Um, that's why the writer of Hebrews, which you kind of preached through ish uh, yesterday, yeah, right. um, says uh, he gives this whole list of people who believe by faith and says, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely to us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So he 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 calls them to run, continue on in this life by faith. But he, ooh, that was a good pop. Yeah, yeah, uh, but he he doesn't place that life of faith in in saying, look to yourself, do it on your own. Mm-hmm. He says, run this race set before you, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of your faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm. Run the race of life, this race that may feel like hell to you on earth. Mm-hmm. 
looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of your faith. Yes. Who, who for his joy, he had joy going to the cross to take your sin upon himself. For the joy that was set before him, despised the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of God. Mm-hmm. That's that's who we look to. That's, what, that's where we find our worth in. That's where we find uh, who we are as Christians in, not our situations, not, <clears throat> not what's surrounding us, but in Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is better. Mm-hmm. Just as Jesus is the better prophet, which you preached yesterday. Yeah, priest. Priest. My bad. I tried. That was a good segue. It was. You messed and it up. just failed. It's okay, but Jesus loves you that you failed. Yep. Jesus is, is better. Enough. Jesus better is... He is, intercedes and advocates for you he, when you fail. He does. saying the wrong word about him. That, that's it. He's better than my <laughs> bad transitions. <laughs> so we, we learned yesterday Jesus was... Priest. Priest. Yeah. Priest. Okay. Yep. I wasn't going to mess it up again. <laughs> You're like, you do it. <laughs> Jesus was priest. Yes. So, um, when we think about Christ being priest, how, how does that affect the trials and stuff that we go through? Since we're talking about trials. Mm-hmm. Right. So, one of those things is that I love there at Hebrews 10, as I spent, a, well, two portions, I talked in, in Hebrews 4 and 5 about his incarnation, why that was important for him to be our priest. So he's his his divine nature and is also his sinless character. As a so again, as we're reiterating over and over again, the incarnation holds great importance to the work of Christ. Um, so because of that, then we talked about then because he is the greater high priest and that he is perfect high priest. Um, then his sacrifice that he gives of himself is far greater than any blood of, of goats. Uh, goats. I just said goats. Goats What's and bulls. What's a goat? A goat, I don't know. Is it a girl goat? A goat. A goat. I don't, that's a new word I'm going to start using. All right. Goat. A blood of goats and bulls, <laughs> right, cannot save. Right. Right. So then there, verse 19, is kind of like this application of this whole, really the whole book of, the, from the first chapter 1 through chapter 10, then, therefore, brothers, and since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promises faithful. There it is. Verse 23 is the reason why. All right. 22 and 23. So 22. that we can draw near. Draw near. And hold fast. Hold fast. Without wavering for he who promises faithful. Right. It's not us. Mm. It's who we're looking to, right? He'll yeah. go on and say that later. Yeah. Uh, it's the the great high priest, the better Moses, the better than angels, the better one. Yes. That's he's gives us our confidence to enter. It, just think about that. They used to be scared to enter into the holy places. Now you can come boldly. Boldly, like yo, what's up, pops? Not a literal holy of holies. We don't need that. Anymore. Right. I, I think that would be a little disrespectful. What's right. up, pops? But yeah. you're able to walk right. in there into the presence of God. Father. Yep. You you you. Uh, the righteous died for the unrighteous, so that we may be brought to God. Yes. First Peter something. Yes. Uh, that's one of my notable quotable. Ones I have in my mind somewhere. Right. Um, it, we we have that opportunity now because of Christ to have confidence to approach God. So in those 
inward trials and in those sufferings, hold fast to the one who's faithful. And and this thought of holding fast is um, the way I like to describe it. You know, um, say you you were falling off of a you're walking on the railing of a bridge, and you tripped, mm-hmm. and you're falling, and and you do like the movie movie grab where you grab the side, yeah, and you're holding on to that. And you're trying not to fall. That's what holding fast means. Yes. Like, hold tightly that you won't fall to your death. Right. Type of deal. Mm-hmm. Hold fast. You don't hold to anything else. Yep. All those things, they're not strong enough to hold you up. To not get you through. To not get you through the trials and the tribulations that you, not if you go through, you will go through. Right? Yep. We made that clear. We've been talking about that at all all episode. You will go through this, and I and I didn't get to say this. I need I meant to, but yesterday talking about you don't need me as your pastor. You, Chris, as a pastor, you don't need to hold to us. Nope. We're gonna fail you badly. Don't hold to your pastor. You don't need a priest, by the way, like the Catholics say you do, to intercede on your behalf. Or you have a greater high priest. You don't need somebody to intercede for you. Like, look, we'll pray for you as pastors. Like. I don't. I'll do that. I love to pray alongside. Our, our prayers aren't holier than thou prayers. Absolutely, and and people need to understand that because I think there are some people that legitimately think that our prayers are more powerful than theirs, and it's not. Ours get a little quicker up there. Is that what happens? Yeah, I, I guess. But no, <laughs> no, you can approach the God, the throne of God boldly. Why? Because Christ has gone before you. He's the one that you hold fast to, and that He. Uh, he's enough. Like, so you don't need any outside sources. So even this whole idea of, man, if I get enough people to pray, then God will hear it. God will hear you. And it's not like, oh, as long as you get 20 more people, 30 more people, 50 more people, 100 more people to pray, then he'll answer it. Right. It's not like the quota on Facebook. Like, if we share this 5,000 times, God will bless your life. No. Um, God cares for his own. He cares about you individually, but he also cares about the church corporately too. Right, and he talks about that. Coming coming out of this application, since we have confidence to enter the holy place, a new and living way has opened up for us. uh, That's through Christ's flesh. And, And since we have a great high priest, let us consider how to stir up one another in loving good works. Because of what Jesus has done... Let us now live our lives stirring others up to loving and good works. Not yes. right. So, so this corporate aspect, it, it it goes from individual. Like let us hold fast mm-hmm. us, but it's still corporate. Yes. Let us let us stir one another up. It's corporate. So Christianity is not an individual faith. Right. It's a corporate faith. Yes. And so let us stir one another up in good works, and and that's showing. Okay, well, what's the point in you coming to church? Is it for you to get something? No, it's for you to stir up one another into good works, stir yeah. up others into good works. Then he goes, not neglecting to meet together as a habit of some. All right, so so don't neglect the gathering of the church, mm-hmm. but encourage one another. What's the point in you coming to church to encourage to stir up? And you do it all the more as the day draws near. Right. You go stir one another, encourage one another with these very truths that Jesus is your great high priest. Right. He advocates for you. He he is interceding for you on your behalf at this very moment. He prays for you. I love John 17. 
that final prayer he gives before he goes to the cross, he prays for his disciples, but then he also prays for us. All that would come after. He prays for us. Like, that blows my mind when I read that text. John 17, when he prays his high priestly prayer. Yep. He prays for us. I wish I would have had time to go into that yesterday, but I just didn't have time. But, I'm, just, I'm just saying that I've really enjoyed going through Prophet, Priest, and King. Yeah. But there's so much. Oh, yeah. There's so much for, for me thinking through uh, Jesus as King. Uh, like I'm sitting here going, mm, that would be good. Mm, that would be good. But I can't hit right. everything. Right. That, that's the struggle of then these last couple Sundays. This is like, man, there's so like, let's just preach through the whole book of Hebrews. I know we right. joked about that earlier. Let's just spend four hours, five hours, six hours walking through Hebrews together. I'm game. I'm game. Let's I'll do, do it. it. Church, are you game? You you, you want to you come hang out with us for four to five hours and Chris and I tag team Hebrews? Yeah. Uh, but th- that that stirs, encourage one another in the word. Encourage one another to do good works because of our great high priest. Right. Because of what he's done. Like, that should, that should just cause us to worship. That should cause us to say, yes, Jesus, whatever you want, because you gave it all for me. I want, I'm going to honor you. I'm going to do what you've called me to do. I want... And you said, I will be with you. I will intercede for you. I will send you the counselor, the Holy Spirit, who will indwell you and empower you to go do these good works. But we do it corporately, not by ourselves, not lone wolf Christianity. Just know this, too, and I know we've probably said this many times, all of the New Testament books are written to churches. All of them, including the Gospels. They're all written to a set of people, to, to a corporate bodies of believers, to for them. So even the gospels, even the letters, everything is written corporately in mind to the church. So we can't ever get out of this that, you know, the church is absolutely essential to the life of the believer. That's Without it. it, you're not living the Christian life. That's true. So we we go to church, we um watch the Grinch, we redeem Movies, I guess. No, well, yeah. I always do something that's not right. That's not right. Um, but, we, <laughs> but we do all things to, to the, the praise, praise of His glory. glory.